Hello, welcome to the Nintendo Bros Podcast. I'm Pete. And I'm Derek. And we talk about video games and Nintendo. How are you doing this week, Derek? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, you know, same old. Pretty good. Uh, a lot of interesting <laughs> new... <laughs> Nothing interesting. Uh, my life is only as interesting as Nintendo's announcements are, okay? <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's how I've been feeling recently, too. Yeah, it's like I feel like kind of on a down low because E3 already happened. But uh, <laughs> there's actually been some interesting information uh, that dropped just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Nintendo OLED uh, OLED. Um, well, okay, here's some details. It's 720p OLED screen, uh, so there's like less of a bezel on the uh, Switch, which looks nice. It's great. Uh, Ethernet port. Uh, it has uh, no power upgrade, but the dock does look different. It has like kind of a different design. Um, and it is based on the later version of the Switch, so it has a little bit better battery life than launch Switch. Uh, and it has 64 gigabytes of internal memory versus 32. Um, and better uh, kickstand and better speakers uh, when undocked, like better portable speakers. So it's also fifty dollars more than the release price. So it's three hundred fifty U.S. and four fifty Canadian. Though that's kind of the rundown. It has no power upgrades, not four K. Same old switch, same parts. What do you think, Derek? Um, I think this is clearly the better choice for people that don't own a switch. Otherwise, I unless you're a you know an enthusiast, I don't know if this is that enticing. So, are you gonna get it? Like, I mean, what, do you think this is a I, mistake for them to announce this and make? I this, don't or? think. Okay, yeah, I don't think it's a mistake. I mean, I think they're gonna eventually transition to this just being the console, and they'll get rid of the the original version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really see this as like a comparison to like let's say the PS4 um, Pro. I see it more as kind of like the step to. I don't want to say necessarily even the PS4 Slim, but kind of like you know that getting to the the new model like that's just going to be the new model. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think it's cool. Like you know, I think for handheld users that don't want the Switch Mini, uh, a Switch Lite, sorry, mm-hmm. um, it's cool. But again, like I'm someone that doesn't use um. I don't use docked very o- or undocked very often, so I, I don't really have a need for it because ninety nine percent of the time I'm on a screen, and the other one percent, you know, I don't really need that extra battery or the OLED screen or the thirty two extra gigs. So, do I need to spend four hundred dollars or you know two hundred depending on the trade in for that? Not really. The only thing I would say is I'd be tempted if let's say my switch broke for some reason. I smashed my switch against the wall mm-hmm. i would definitely get that because then i'd have two of the docks and again if i wanted to get another switch and i didn't have one that's the switch i would get and the docks by the way are completely backwards compatible and forwards compatible okay nice so you can use an old switch on a new dock or you can use a new switch on an old dock which is kind of nice yeah um, the other thing is for me i already i actually have the uh, ethernet port attachment already on my switch so i don't need an ethernet port yeah, to me that's kind of, and also it replaces one of the USB ports. Eh? Like there, there's one. I know, I USB saw that port. too. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Um. I agree. It's kind of a better for if you're playing handheld, but if you're playing docked, it, with a pro controller, you would never notice anything. Exactly. But <laughs> and and even, you know, I understand OLED is phenomenally looking. You know, I love my TV and whatnot. Is it really going to make that big of a difference? Like. I think the the um, the bigger screen size will look really cool, 
and I'm sure it will be noticeable, but is it noticeable enough to me for me to want to jump to a new, uh, like to buy another one? Is is definitely a no. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, would you have bought it if they had the 4K DLSS, like you know, 4K kind of resolution upscale? You know, which was rumored. I would. I would be probably. I would say I'd be hesitant at that, and then knowing me, I'd buy it day one. Like, okay. that's how I felt with this the original Switch. Where I was like, oh, I don't know if I can... I, I might want to wait and see the games. And then I bought it day one and loved Breath of the Wild. So, yeah, I, I think if they if they said it's 4K, it has a better chip, it's better, more power overall, and all these features, the OLED screen, um, all that kind of stuff, it looks like a real, true, you know, half-generation step. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I would probably get it, especially if they it launched the same on the same day as a game where it's like, oh yeah, like you know, when you if you do that, you're gonna have Metroid at 4K 60 frames. I'd be yeah, like, damn, damn. There's no way I couldn't. Do well, that. that's the other interesting thing is that Metroid it comes out the same day as Metroid, mm-hmm. which I think is gonna help Metroid sell. I agree. Uh, I I wonder about this OLED. I mean, at first I was kind of like, oh cool, I, I still want to buy it. But then I I mean, I looked at the conversion of the price. And it's like four fifty Canadian before tax, and I was kind of like, you know, really like I'm really not gonna notice it if it's docked. Like, I'm I'm real like my my switch sits behind my TV as it is. Like it's not like in the forefront, like needing to look slick. Yeah. Um. I just uh. So I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna do do it. Uh. I, and presumably they are eventually going to release a 4K Switch. Um, exactly, or the Switch 2. And I, like, I, again, if my Switch broke, no question. You know, yeah, it's just I, I don't. My Switch is doing fine. Like, there's no. It's not sluggish. It's not. There's no issues with my Switch right now. Yeah, I mean, I do play a lot more handheld than you. I play about 30 or 40 percent handheld. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not. I, I was never really that bothered by the size of the screen. Uh, and I mean, I play kind of just to kill some time. So, I don't know if I really need to pay $500 to get a slight upgrade there. But you're right. If mine broke or died and or the battery started not being able to last I, and I upgraded, yeah, I think eventually you won't be able to find uh, an old school regular Switch. The OLED will just be it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I really like the box design for it. I think it's really slick. Like, it's very small and kind of like a, you know, I don't know if you yeah, saw that. Yeah, I love the, the, the color of the Joy-Cons in the stand. Same. At first I was like, oh my god, I need to pre-order this. Uh, I think it's going to be a hot item. I, I don't know if it's going to be a super hot selling item. Like, I don't quite know how that's gonna what's going to happen there. What do you think? I don't know if it'll be crazy selling. I think it'll do well in Japan. Um, I mean, I think it'll do as well as maybe the Switch Lite or probably a bit better. Um, and I think... It won't necessarily boost Switch sales. I think they'll just be converted from what they were on the old Switch to this one. I do wonder if at this point it'll actually drop. Switch sales will drop for the next couple months with people knowing, like, why would anyone buy a Switch now, knowing this one's coming out? I think Switch sales will drop, but I think um, people that want to pay the lower price anyways for the the regular Switch will because it's not like you know people that again if I think about it as Oh, I'm going to be someone that wants to buy the Switch for the for a console and a console only. It makes no difference, right? If that's your only option, so you might as well get it. But, yeah. But uh, if you're say- saying, oh, you know, I just want to do handheld, then you get the Switch Lite. And if I want to do both, then I think the Switch OLED is the best. Yeah, and I think regardless, like Switch is going to have a, an amazing holiday s- season with sales, but I think the OLED will push it over the top. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is a good move in a way. I, it's interesting though how it, it's like there's this rumor of a Switch Pro, uh, and 
everyone almost expected this 4k upgrade version it doesn't have it so a lot of people are really disappointed by this announcement i feel i feel like i'm a little bit disappointed because i mean it just i don't know it just offers nothing for like you'd think 4k would be in the in the equation you know yeah i think i think there might be still a switch pro coming you know next year or, or you know early 23 with breath of the wild 2 or, or something um that's what I was thinking. Like maybe it was. I think I messaged you. I said the Switch Pro will be March twenty twenty three with Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely possible. And I, I think honestly, part of the reason is uh, Nintendo wanted to get something out quick, just to be relevant in not quick necessarily. I know they've been developing it, but in the you know the two new consoles just launched their competitors. They just want to have a ne- their console still maintain that momentum. So I think. They're trying to do that, but they also know that, again, their sales are doing well. And this is what I've said a few times in our podcast is the Switch sales are still doing well with the, you know, full price, the old version from 2017. They don't necessarily have to make that jump yet. Like, they can kind of wait until they see those sales fluctuate. Yeah. But but I think the interesting thing is the fact that, that's, that the Nintendo OLED is coming this fall, it kind of, to me, kind of says that we probably won't get an upgrade next year at all. And Nintendo's kind of committed to this idea of like the same Switch hardware, the same Joy Cons, the same same dock architecture, and committing to that for like their next slew of games. Like it's not like we all speculated that games like uh, Mario and Rabbids and Breath of the Wild two and Metroid Prime four would all like utilize the Switch Pro in this magical way. And I think this kind of says no, they will work. They will run perfectly. Like, it really to me implies that no, you're going to see those work on a base Switch. They're going to be the, the forefront of the design will be on the base switch. You're, yeah, you know, I mean, I always, I actually um, always thought that. Yeah, I thought a Switch Pro might come out, but I always thought like you know they're designed to fit work on the Switch. That were Nintendo is not a powerhouse company as far as you know graphic fidelity and, and power of their system. Mm-hmm. So I never, I never was looking at even Breath of the Wild two and saying this is going to be four K sixty frames. I'm like, you know, it's going to be just like Breath of the Wild one. You know, it's like the same kind of, like, you know, solid frame rate, solid graphics, but there's, you know, technical limitations to what the Switch can do. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting. I mean, it kind of, it kind of like maybe leveled some of my hype for certain games, knowing like maybe Splatoon 3, I was kind of like, oh, maybe that is, or even Pokemon Arceus Legends, right? Like in my mind, it was kind of like, oh yeah, that's definitely a game that they showed off the Switch version, but it's going to look a lot better on the Switch Pro, and that's why it's so ugly. <laughs> like, now my <laughs> expectations are a little bit even more, as low as they were for that, even lower. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, there is no Switch Pro version for that, you know? Like, the best we can hope for is there's a Switch Pro in 2023 in March, that's 4K, and there's some sort of Pro version that you can uh, download for other games. You know, like, you yeah. see, there's a little, little pro logo that comes with it that you can get games and get that extra version for it, you know? You, you know, I agree. Um, I actually do think that's that's correct, but I'm just going to put that, play devil's advocate for a second. The 3DS had six different iterations, and the Switch is now at three and a half, you know? So, it's uh, not really, that... really just three. I know. I, I mean, there was a, a, an improvement to the original Switch, so that's why I said half. But, um... I put a, that's a more like a point two. Yeah. Okay. I just, <laughs> I, I agree. It's not like a new, didn't have a new name or brand or anything, but, um, you know, like it, it's, it's not crazy to imagine them releasing another switch next year. 
and another Switch Lite next year or something like that, right? Next, like, next ho- uh, ho- uh, holiday exact, or Exactly. They could say, you know, next holiday, here's Zelda, and here's the Switch Pro, and here's the Switch Lite Pro. And, You're right. Yeah, they and then three or four years later, they go, boom, here's the whatever Switch 2. And then they do, you know, like, it's not that crazy to imagine them doing these iterations actually more frequently than we expect. Yeah, but it does mean that there's no no 4K this year for everybody. <laughs> Not yeah, for but I, I mean, yeah, I, again, I didn't expect, I expect a Switch Pro eventually. I didn't, I don't hold, like, the, I never ever buy Nintendo hoping for 4K, hoping for high-end graphics. I will never, I will never ever put that, that egg in that Nintendo basket. It's just not what I buy Nintendo for. And if I wanted to look for that stuff, I would never look in that direction. Like, ever. It would never. Well, sometimes they catch up. <laughs> they were doing well in GameCube and have never, ever been close since. Yeah, ever. which is a good transition because, for me, I was at first wanted to press the pre-order button right away for the Switch OLED. And then I kind of thought about it, saw the price, and I said, you know what, no, I, I've kind of wanted, had this itch to buy a GameCube again and get a GameCube, a collection of GameCube games. Because, for one, it's kind of a good collection of, of games in their 4x3 format. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the controller. I have the, I have a bunch of controllers already in Wavebirds, and uh, I already have a good starting point of games. Um, so do, you I, still have the, do you still have the Donkey Kong bongos? No, I don't think so. Uh, that's, that's the real... Uh... Those are the real games that are fun. So I'm going to, I guess over the next couple of years, probably kind of keep a collection growing and get all the main major games for GameCube. And it was interesting because I looked online and some of the games I just had, like I went to mom's place and like dug out the, my bin of games. And I sent you the picture. There's two games that aren't even on this picture. Another copy of Soul Calibur and Pikmin 2. Uh, but I'm missing so many games that I would have traded in that like are worth so much money. And like, F Zero GX, I can get eighty dollars for. 50. Have you tried? Have you tried playing uh, Smash Melee on the GameCube? Is that the one that I like? Is that the one that's mine? No, I bought that one. Okay, because the one I had was actually so scratched and broken that we couldn't play it anymore. Okay, so I'm glad you, 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 I'm glad you, you bought a new one. I think you, I don't know where your GameCube games were. Like you had Luigi's Mansion, but I don't remember what else you it was, had. Yeah, it was just that and, and Smash Bros, and then like some crappy game probably. Yeah, like, Baton Katos and PNO3 and Code Veronica X are actually worth some money. Like, this one guy, I sent him this picture when I was buying, because I bought Sonic DX and Sonic 2 Battle. Mm-hmm. And I showed him a picture of what games I had, and he's like, oh, he's like, would you give me Code Veronica X? I'll take $100, like, I'll give you $100 value for that, or $100. And I didn't have the uh, instruction manual, so it's not, uh, it's called SIB like uh contained in box like all the pamphlets and everything are in there yeah i uh, didn't have that because i got that one from blockbuster so the value wasn't as good but some of these games like uh, resident evil zero that's like 70 bucks easily um i got a good deal on it so that the so anyways the so our listeners can't see that the picture i sent derek a picture it has this a list of games i have for gamecube i'll read them out here uh geist sonic dx sonic 2 battle star wars rogue leader star fox assault smash bros melee F-Zero GX, Metroid Prime, Prime 2, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Soul Calibur 2 with Link, PNO3, Resident Evil 4, Baden Kato's, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, Resident Evil Zero, Donkey Konga. Not a bad list. Yeah, I think it's a solid game. I mean, there are, there are some, to me, there are some very clear games you're missing. Uh, I have a list of games that I'm going to include. 
I'm not. I'm not as the one game I'm not gonna get is um, probably Mario Sunshine because I feel like it's the definitive version is on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my list here of these are the games that I'm gonna look for, and some of them are very expensive, so they might be like that time where I am somewhat drunk or something and ordering it on my phone. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, Eternal Darkness, Rogue Squadron, Revel Strike. Uh, Wave Race, Blue Storm, which I used to have, Mario Party 4, Mario Strikers. And Mario Strikers is expensive. That's like $100 easily. Yeah. Mario Kart Double Dash, which I'm lined up to buy for $70. Fire Emblem I want to get, which is easily 300 plus. Yeah, I was going to say, good luck buying that game. That's well, like that's going to be a big one. That's a, coll- yeah. that's a collector's. Uh, I, have, I have the Wii one, and I, I think that's actually a collector's too. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about your collection in a sec. I, and I also want to get Wario World, WarioWare Micro Games, and Godzilla Destroy All Monsters. And you said you have Pikmin 2 ordered? No, I have it already. Oh wait, what? Because I don't see Pikmin One even. I have, so I, I have so many games. Those those last ones are the ones that I want to buy. I used to have Pikmin One, and I used to have. I don't, I'm not really interested in replaying that. Like I feel like Pikmin Three is the like. Like where did your Eternal point. Darkness go? I don't. I think I traded it in, and I traded mm. in my Wave Race and traded in my. We had Mario Strikers, didn't we? No, for that was for Wii. Another good game that you should get. I had if Mario you Kart Double it, Dash too. What's that? Is you should get uh, NFL uh, Street or whatever. Yeah, I'm more interested in the first party games, but I I want to. Yeah, yeah I it's just a such a fun. It's such a fun game. Yeah, uh, I'm just really happy I have GX, and you know it's funny. I'm I can't even play it really right now because the uh, RCA cables. Our TVs don't have an RCA input. Right? Oh, so you got You you said you ordered that conversion thing. Though, I right? did, but isn't that annoying that our TV doesn't have it? Like most TVs do. Oh, I, I don't know. I I think it's pretty archaic. I don't. I like. I will never probably use it ever again, so it doesn't matter to me. I guess so. I had a little onboard camera monitor that I set it up with to play a couple games, just to test to the. I need to know if the GameCube worked. You know. Yeah, yeah. I realized I didn't have a memory card, so I had to get that from a guy. Uh, How many controllers do you have? Oh, I usually have four, and there's like another one at mom's I didn't get. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, like tons of tons of games, and uh, I'm really yeah. I, I I played it. It was a nice trip down memory lane. I played a little Metroid. I played some F-Zero GX, which yeah, it's, holds it's like, up it's, amazingly. It's funny. There's a few games on the GameCube that are like locked on the GameCube that I really want to play that I've, I never played. Like, Is there any that on my list or on my... Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I, I really want to play Bat and Kados. Yeah. Um, did you ever beat that game? I got pretty far. No. Because I heard, I heard like near the end of the game, it, it like the whole... It's like... <laughs> completely doesn't 180 i don't want to spoil it but i i like read something about it and it's it's like i didn't expect that at all oh yeah i don't know yeah and um wave race blue storm we get that f-zero gx i'd want to play i would play soul, soul caliber 2 i played disgusting amounts on the ps2 mm-hmm. i was really good at that game yeah um yeah, even Star Fox Assault. I never played that game ever. Me that's neither. The, that, that's, that's why I grabbed it. I've never. I've, I rented it at Blockbuster. I don't know if you played it, but I I grabbed it. Oh wait, sorry. That's not the adventure one, is it? No. I want. I want to play the the adventure on the ground one. Oh, Star Fox Adventures. Yeah, I might. Yeah. I, I had that one too, and I traded it. And it's it's uh, not great. Uh, and I again, if you ever got the Fire Emblem, I would without a doubt play that too. I want to play that game really badly. I might just I grab, might grab it one day. I was looking at buying a, a sealed Metroid Prime from Japan for three hundred dollars, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know if I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, like the top five games on my list here: Geist, Sonic, the t- Sonic Two, R- Rogue Leader, which I had and traded in, and Star Fox Assault, and, and Smash Bros. I, I just grabbed recently. 
Uh, and yeah, there's like a lot of there's a big aftermarket for GameCube games. Um, you know what I noticed? Like, the, I I could probably sell this whole collection of games and make easily five or six hundred dollars. Your collection of games for PS2, DS, and Wii is disgusting. It's all it, in my bins. You, and yeah, you place. saw the tubs. I have I have all my other collections here. Yeah, like you you could really sell your collection and, for a lot and of what money. You, what you don't know, Peter, is that inside every DS case is a Game Boy Advance game. Because they did, I because Game Boy Advance games had paper boxes, and I ha, I cut my whole collection. So every single DS box came with a little piece, a little like holder of a Game Boy Advance. I remember game. that only not so, all, not forever, only in the first. Not, no, first only while. the first gen or whatever. Yeah. But about thirty five DS games also have about thirty five Game Boy Advance games. So I have Game Boy Advance. Uh, I don't think I have any Game Boy Color games. I think my last ones were the Pokemon games, and I sold uh, them to a friend. So then I, I so I just have Game Boy Advance, DS, 3DS, Wii, PS2. I have like two or three PS3 games, um, and then Wii U, PS4, PS5 now. And yeah, you, you have a massive massive collection. And it's funny because yeah. I, I I have a massive collection of games on Switch and 3DS, and they're all digital. And right now I'm thinking about all this, being like, oh damn, like that's I can never really sell that you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. especially the thing 3ds games... 3ds games will never really tie forward so i i mean i i don't plan to get rid of them but still it's kind of a the other thing though is digital in a way is eternal in some ways if you yeah. have a if, you know if you keep downloading <clears throat> and transferring the file but the problem is with cartridges and, and discs like eventually disc rot sets in right and you lose that the memory gets lost on the disc um, you think that'll happen so... in, in our lifetime I think someone said it like the shelf life of discs are like twenty five to thirty five years. So I, I don't know, but um, I'm not worried about that. Like I, I don't really care. I, I don't ever really plan to play those games. It's just kind of for collection purposes. Yeah, I, um, I, it's kind of. Like, but yeah, it's funny. Like you know, I have probably seventy Wii games, and what's crazy though is like I thought that was my gonna be my biggest collection. I have way more PS4 games, so my collections like just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I have probably like you know five hundred games total. Um, yeah. Same. I have a disgusting amount of Switch and 3DS games. Like, easily over 50 games on each system. See, the 3DS is the one that I actually don't have that many. I have maybe, I don't know, 25. Um, but you have them all boxed. That's the thing. Like, you, you really could. If you just wanted to cash in on one of your systems and say, screw it, I don't want to own the 3DS games anymore, you could cash in and make hundreds of dollars and then primo up a nether collection. Like, go back to your other collection of... I know. I, honestly, say, if I, get, you know, yeah. If I ever said, "Oh, damn! Like I'm short on cash, and I just want to get rid of my video game hobby and you know do something else with my time," I could probably sell all of mine for like a flat five grand and just walk away or something, you know, or three grand and just walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, anyways, I mean, the way the the reason I got the GameCube was really I wanted those games that are almost locked on it. Um, that's what, yeah. That's the one reason. Like I wish. I could get a GameCube and play those. I don't really yeah. want to go do what you did, but I, I wish I could. The GameCube wasn't much. It was only about 100 bucks, And, you know, it's a great way to have those kind of, four, like, the final 4x3 experience for Sonic Adventure. And, uh, you know, even games like Smash Bros. Melee, you know that's never going to get released again. F-Zero GX is probably never going to get released again. And for me, I, I prefer playing Metroid Prime 1 and 2 in its intended 4x3 and also not with the Wii controls because... I find the Wii controls fun, but kind of tiring. Like, they mm-hmm. make my hand tired, and they don't make me really want to relax and play it. And just, like, you know, hold the GameCube controller and 
have the aiming the way I used to be. Like, I, I like the way the aiming worked in the original. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've played them that way, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I played, yeah, I played Prime in the GameCube. But, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, one of the games that, you know, one of my favorite games is Pikmin 2, and uh, you can, there was a version on the Wii, but it didn't have, like, a, like a big release. So, I remember I had Pikmin 1 on the, the Wii, and I think there was a Pikmin 2 that was released. It may never... not have come out in North America. It That's what it was. Like it was yeah. something weird like that where I looked it up on Amazon. And it was like, you know, 120 bucks to get it to get it and import it because it was, you know, no one. It only had so many issues created, so many copies. Um, but yeah, that's one of those games that like I played Pikmin two for hours on the GameCube. Like I love that game. Yeah, I love Pikmin one and two. I remember playing Pikmin one and beating it. You remember you watch? I think you watched me. I remember the first time you actually beat it. I think you had, I, I want to say two of your friends over for like a birthday party. And it was the three of you guys, you guys spent all night playing it. You beat no, the whole game. I, I think uh, that was the second time I beat it. But I think there was a one time I beat it. Because I remember it came out early in December. And it was like Christmas night or something. We were playing games. And remember? I don't know if you remember that. Like I, got I don't, a I don't remember that games. one. I know I remember got a couple GameCube games like SSX, Tricky, and maybe Madden for GameCube, you know, and I think you got Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, the original for that Christmas, and you played some of that in my room, and then I, I beat Pikmin that night. Uh, oh, you watched, cool. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be, I remember being in a few times, the first one. I love Pikmin 1. Pikmin 2 I didn't like as much, because I felt like the dungeons were felt, you know, a little random. Oh, I, I loved Pikmin 2. A little procedurally generate to me, you know? To me, Pikmin 2 and 1 are almost on the same level. I put Pikmin 2 slightly higher. Um, because I didn't, I liked not being forced to run out of days. I liked to have my time. Like I wanted to have a big army of. I love the challenge of picking one though. I mean that that's I don't I almost I, I love I yeah, love the day yeah. system too. I love that day system. I just wish at the end I could just stop time and just keep playing. If I could rank them, I would say Pikmin one is the best. Pikmin three is the second best, and Pikmin two is the third. Best. Oh, see three three to me is is still an amazing game, but far from the top. It's nowhere near the other two really yeah nowhere near oh it's I, like it's like it's like metroid to me it's like metroid prime 3 still a great game but nowhere near one or two. Oh, i don't i don't agree there we'll have to we'll have to talk about that in another <laughs> podcast <laughs> getting to pikmin uh well yeah i love all three pikmins i i have i have the funny thing is the only pikmin i have other than three is pikmin 2 for gamecube um so i don't even have pikmin one anymore even though i mm-hmm. used to I, that'd be that'd be worth a little bit of money pno3 is worth a little bit of money that's like never been ported i anywhere. can't remember pno3 is the, the gun like you're a girl and she like taps her foot to the beat and shoots bullets right it's kind of yeah, like, um, like a futuristic kind of it's like robot sin and pun- it's, it's it's not sin and punishment but it's kind of like that it's same camera perspective where you have a tar- like um sin and punishment it's almost like a rail shooter because I, I know it's i know it's not i know it's not a rail shooter it's like i'm trying to think of a game that it's similar to i, I know i know the game you're like kind of look like uh it's like before third person before resident evil 4 third person shooters didn't have the same like controls and mechanics and it was kind yeah. of, had kind of one of those wacky third person shooter feelings of that generation of the ps2 generation and it, I, it's mm-hmm. actually really good like it's it got slammed with reviewers because it was so short i remember beating it in a rental but it's one of those games i think kind of like um nero autotonoma uh and is it near autotonoma uh where it's near like automata near yeah. automata uh where you could play it over and over again and get different endings and it's like the challenge kind of slowly things slowly change i remember it had some sort of weird hook like that 
Oh, that's cool. But I finally got a Nintendo GameCube uh, memory card, so I'm I'm really I'm ready. Like I'll have that thing. But when we, I come back from camping, I'm gonna have my converter, HDMI converter. I'm I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna play some you, games. You know, I come I come visit like the weekend or right after the weekend we camp. Right? Yeah, you should come by and we'll play some yeah. GameCube. I have multiple control. I have four controllers, I think. And uh, yeah, so basically, like I, I'm not gonna buy the OLED. And I kind of decided the money that I would have spent buying the OLED, I'm going to put into getting a really sweet GameCube collection. That's cool, yeah. I, I think it's a better choice. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of like... Because another thing, too, is buying these games also, they may increase in value, right? So, or <laughs> or, or honestly, they, Or honestly, they're stable value, too. Like, you're not going to see... Again, you're not going to see whatever I'm going to make it. Whatever game you said costs seventy dollars. Let's say F Zero GX. That game's not going to suddenly plummet in price either. Yeah. Right. So that's why I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to bite the bullet and buy you know, like Kirby Air Ride. Is it Kirby? Yeah, Kirby Air Ride is about ninety dollars. Uh, that game was fun. I love. Yeah, that game. I want to buy that game. Uh, it's hard to find with the manual, especially. So it's about ninety dollars. Um, yeah, Mario Kart. I'm going to get which is about seventy seventy five dollars. Um, just gotta get fire. Just get Fire Emblem. Oh, bite the bullet! Just play someone like three three hundred fifty dollars. I, I just want to play that game. It's the one Fire Emblem I haven't played since you know they first came to North America. Well, haven't they rumor? Isn't it a rumor they're going to remake that and the one for Wii on Switch? Isn't that the leading rumor for? Uh, Fire oh, Emblem? is it? I, I don't know. I think that's what I've heard. Is it? Well, that's like the. Maybe, I, I maybe heard they were wishes. Re- I thought but... they were remaking the Game Boy Advance one. I thought that was the rumor. The second, the second Game Boy Advance. Oh, one. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I thought. I don't know why I thought that. But... Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, the only funny the other game I, I want to get is uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. It's quite expensive. Uh, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's over a hundred dollars, and people love that game. Man, I like I enjoyed it. It was okay. I never beat it. Me neither. I, I got pretty far in a rental, and that was it. Me too. I got pretty far too, but you know, people think that's the best one of the whole any of the Paper Mario series. The first uh, one to me is still the best. Me too, because that's the one I you know nostalgia and grew up playing mm-hmm. but i don't know but maybe more too i'm i want to play that again as well i mean i i want to play it again because yeah it's it's revered and, and they haven't really released another paper mario like it since where you yeah rpg fighting the, the other <laughs> thing is um like for me I, i'm betting my, my computer is probably strong enough that i could emulate gamecube games so you know for me it's like it's not crazy to buy a controller and just emulate these games mm. um i just haven't really looked into that play them in hd or something yeah, like I, I've done that for um, Game Boy Advance games and I think even DS games, but I've never gone beyond that. Well, I even thought about. I, I mean, I'm going the other direction. I like really want to own the actual physical copy and play it for real. And if anything, I want to buy like a CRT, like an old TV, mm-hmm. and play some of these games in their true four by three resolution. Like they're kind of old, you know. Yeah, you need like an old, like a, a retro arcade room. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, are you ever going to sell your collection, do you think, or no? I probably won't, um, because I don't really care about the, the cost or the value of them. Um, I care more about just, like, having a sweet library of, like, memories of the games. You I should played. take the games out of Mom's basement and put it in your place on a shelf and, like, get a big shelf thing on Oh, that's what I plan to. Once I buy, a, I buy a house in the next year or so and, like, move out, and I'm going to have, like, a wall of games. That's, that's literally what I, I plan to do. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, well, anyways, moving on. Uh, there's been a little other news this week. Uh, Skyward Sword is coming out <laughs> soon <laughs> for Switch. 
Actually, Monster Hunter uh, Stories 2 reviews hit. Uh, just recently. About 80-81, I think, on Metacritic. We didn't we didn't oh. bet on it on our guests. That's pretty good. I, I noticed that Mario Golf dropped though in Metacritic. I know, but I mean, for our guesses, it didn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It looks, but doesn't al- look also, great. I did notice that Ratchet and Clank dropped a point too, Peter. So you actually are you gained two points from that. Oh, great! On on me, yeah. Nice. How's Metopia doing? Uh, it's still steady at the seventy-one. Okay. Uh, anyways, for our listeners, we do a uh, what's it called? A, a round robin. No, it's like not a, no, like a, it's like a prediction. It's a prediction. We predict what uh, games are going to get on Metacritic, uh, and then you and I have what a fifteen dollars for a game thing. Uh, the, the rule is that whoever gets, um, whoever loses between you and to, me, yeah, between us two, has to buy the winner a Switch um, downloadable game, indie game, whatever. For a, any game, really, for a minimum cost of twenty dollars, so you can spend fifty dollars if you, if you. There's a, and it, but it's what if it's like, what if it's like an online game with all this DLC bundle and it's like a hundred and ten dollars. It's so it's a loser's choice. The loser gets to pick what what they want to give the other person, the winner. But that has to oh, be. Oh, but it has, it has to be at least twenty dollars. Yeah. So like, like there I might like be a game. That. There I might like be a that. game for me where I say, "Oh, damn! Like I really want Peter to play this. It's twenty nine dollars or thirty five dollars." But this is the game that I want Peter to play and have. I get it, that. But it can't you. be a retail like release. It can be if you want, but I, I mean, but you know again, what? You know what? How if, if, you remember on the Wii how you could gift games to people? Yeah. I wish they had that. I know. Yeah. Me too. Like, how are we gonna do it otherwise? I'll just tell you what game to get. And you're like, what, give me your credit card? No, I'll just e-transfer you. <laughs> it takes five seconds to do that. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I think you know, I think it's more fun if the loser gets to pick because they, they might have a game that the other person they know doesn't own and they want them to try. Okay. As long as it's, you know, like, I don't want you to, again, I already own Astro Bears, but you can't buy me Astro Bears because of the dollar. Exactly. No, I know. Yeah. That's cheating. Okay. It's got to be do, somewhat Do you have a, a bet with Brandon as well and the other guy? No, those guys just wanted to play for fun. They didn't want to do a bet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, Skyward Sword is coming out next week. I'm, I'm excited to see because our my, I, I thought I was going to get not that great of scores. They've shown some of the quality of life improvements recently. Have you seen these, Derek? They had a quality yeah. of life improvement yeah, I trailer. Saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Look, I mean, I, I like the improvements. Like, I have no complaints about any of those improvements. They, they showed a little bit more. One uh, is that someone, you know, I think it was Game Explain, like dug into one of their trailers and saw that there's an autosave feature. Uh, as well as Fee being completely optional in places, in, in a lot of places, like it, rather than her popping out and just talking to you, you'll just see a little ding on the on your controller, and you press a D pad if you want to talk to her. Yeah, um, I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, so that like that's hugely improved. You can skip. Um, they've men- I think they've mentioned also the entire introduction is streamlined, uh, and you okay, can cool. speed up text. You can skip cutscenes. Uh, you know, notifications in your menu look improved. Um, the only thing I that annoys me about the quality of life improvements is the one that's tied to the amiibo. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, if you think about it, like it's kind of a useless thing. Like you could always find one of those bird statues to get to flash up to the sky. There's an auto save feature now. Like it's not like yeah, it's not. It's, I mean, it's not the end of the world, right? Yeah, it's not a huge deal. Um, We'll see. I see. I wonder if there'll be other subtle improvements throughout the game. We'll see. Uh, but it, I mean, it does look better. I don't. I don't think I'm going to buy it still. Yeah, I won't buy it. But I, and I don't really know how it's going to sell. But I think it will do well Metacritic review wise. We'll see. We'll see. I think it might get a little it, bit slammed. 
if they get the improvements people want that it's not going to get and i don't i'm not convinced that the joy con controls are going to be that great i think the zelda stamp is going to get at least to mid 80s at least okay well anyways i mean you're not going to buy it though are you uh, I again I think I've mentioned this in another podcast. I know I beat the game like twice I, I 100%ed it twice on hard yeah. mode and normal mode. Yeah, it's, and, it's that, and that includes beating the boss rush mode. It's one of those things where it's like I don't want to necessarily buy it, but at the same time it's like I don't have it on Wii anymore. I don't have a Wii anymore. So it's like if I want to ha- preserve and have every version of the Zelda games, I need to buy it. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, maybe it'll who knows. I'm probably not going to buy it right away. Um, yeah, that's not really too much other news, uh, for Switch. Um, so, what have you been playing, Derek? Because I've been playing a lot of games. Have you tried Kazuya for Smash Bros? I did try Kazuya. I actually had a Smash, uh, a Smash day with my friends on Sunday. Oh, yeah? So, we, we got together at, uh, like, 2 o'clock, and we played till, like, 10 p.m. Wow, nice. That's awesome. uh, Yeah, we, I mean, we did, we watched some shows and stuff, too, and ate food, but, uh, yeah, so I tried Kazuya. I actually only played one game with him, um, and it was a free for all. And there's there's three of us, so I didn't really get a chance to like experiment and kind of figure out his move style and how to play. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't again. Just one game, but I don't like his play style. It doesn't feel. I, I again. I have almost watched. I need to watch the the video again, explaining all of his moves with the game open beside me to practice the moves because I feel like there's so many things that i i was like oh yeah i know that when he gets to that enraged mode at 100 percent, there was some move that gets way stronger but i didn't know which move it was so i was just trying all his i I couldn't figure it out and um so like he just feels he feels really slow at times and he feels like his timings are weird for me and i don't quite know what move to do when like he didn't feel the way I, i like characters to feel where like terry bogard even though he's kind of the same idea feels way more um i connect with that kind of place like the the controls of terry more if that makes sense yeah i agree i mean it's I, I look at kazuya it's like it's almost like sakurai tried to mimic how he controls in tekken a lot mm-hmm. um but he does he is really powerful like it, it really is all about using that a button and using like little like the directional pad and little timing stops yeah to use combos and you can really combo someone and knock them. He, i think of him, him as a heavy character like he doesn't ha- he's almost like K rule in his movement but when he yeah. gets a really strong punching attack and lands that final punch or does one of his specials like he knocks the he knocks you right out like and I love his st- I love the stage with the breakaway ceilings and stuff Oh yeah we played a stage too I, I like the stage too I really like that um yeah I I like him I usually what I do when a new character comes out is I'll I'll try them out a little bit and just like regular smash with the CPU and then you'll play their classic mode then I'll play their classic mode yeah and then I'll play like a bunch of rounds and get sucked in for a few hours and that's kind of all I do and then I don't play smash Bros. till the next character (laughs) comes out or I'm with people like you and me yeah I'm normally the same but now that you know COVID's kind of slowing down uh, I can get together with my friends so we're we're thinking of maybe getting together again uh, tomorrow I think actually and playing some more smash Damn, I, I wish I had a friends like that. Uh, yeah, I know. It's 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 nice to have a couple of, like again, just even like three or four people that consistently play games. Like not just Smash Bros, but we play a lot of games together. My my like small group of friends. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what else have you been playing, Derek? I mean, uh, yeah, we both tried Kazuya. That's cool. Uh, what else have you been playing? Yeah, so I've actually been playing a fair bit too. So I um. I can't remember what I said last podcast. So I, I played Dead Cells and I beat that. 
Yep. Um, there's more to play in Dead Cells. I, I I can't believe you beat it so quick, by the way. Like I haven't beaten it. Oh, it's really not that hard. Like once you kind of know a straight linear path and you find out what items work for you. Like I think I used like the ice bow, and I had a sword that like did insane damage if you hit from behind. So I just like froze them and jumped to the other side, and I was like murdering everyone. Um, it's a pretty good game. I, I liked it a lot. Like I think I might go back and. You know, there's a few other areas and bosses I de- never really experienced. Um, yeah, like the sewer path at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So I haven't deleted the game. I think I will um, play it in short bursts every couple of months or whatever. I'll just, you know, play a couple hours or whatever. Um, but since I, I kind of put that game down, and the, the next game I picked up was um, Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. And Katana Zero, we I mentioned it or messaged you about it, about it on Facebook. Yeah, it's pretty wild, eh? The story and just like it's it's kind of like a Tar- if Tarantino made a video game. Yeah, it's like it is kind of a it's a simple story, but I actually kind of like the story a lot. And there's a lot of elements of the story where things are not really answered. Oh, like, for there sure. Char- there's like characters in the stories that like appear out of nowhere and they like murder someone else, and you're like, well, and they disappear. It's like that character almost never appears again in the whole story. It, it, it ended extremely abruptly for me, too, I, I thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as far as the story, for sure. Um, I liked the game. I thought the, the gameplay was smooth. It was clear how to play the game. It felt fun to play. It felt the um, fe- had really good game feel and combat, I it, thought. I agree. And the I think the challenge, the challenge was perfect, right? Yeah. I, never, I never got frustrated that this game is too hard. Me neither. But I also never felt like I plowed through every room nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few times where you get in that good groove, though. Um, the only downside I would say is, you know, I, I mentioned this to you as well. I'm glad it was the length of, that it was because, you know, nearing the last or level or two, there are parts where it's like, well, this room just feels very similar to the 12 other rooms I've done, just different layout. You know, it, it, it does get a little samey. And I think if the game was, you know, another six hours, that game would be ridiculously boring. Um, I, I think the two or three hours length that it is is the perfect length. I think and it could have had another another couple stages myself. I think, and well, they're adding free DLC that's supposed to be fifty percent of the main game, so they're adding yeah. another six levels or so. Yep, yep, I've heard about that. Um, and you've also played Hades, I know. Oh well, hold on, I mean, still going through my list. So then I then I beat that game and I moved on to a short hike. Oh, that's right, love a short and hike. I recommend yeah, this to you. Yeah, you recommended to me. I I knew about it, but I was unsure. To me, the graphics didn't. Like, when I first saw it, and I think in a Nintendo Indie Direct or whatever, it didn't do much for me. I was like, this game looks like crap. Like, it looks like crap. Yeah. And then you, you kept telling me, no, this game, you just can go so high and fly. And it has, like, a Game Boy Advance kind of feel to me. I don't know if you felt that. Like, a pixelated Game Boy Advance game. Like, a really advanced Game Boy Advance game. To me, it felt more style. like a, PS, a PS1 game, really. Okay, yeah. Same, same like, kind of vibe. Yeah, yes. kind of, yeah, exactly. Like, poly, like kind of big, chunky polygonal, but, yeah. like... Has it has a nice art style in a way. Yeah, you beat it in one sitting. So I did beat it in one sitting. I didn't a hundred percent and find all the flowers or the feathers or whatever, but I got I think maybe like twelve or thirteen of them. Um, it's it's a really fun game. It, it's a it's a nice sit down, charming game. There's a decent story to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the music too. Yeah, I like the music and the you know the characters are funny. It's a nice area. Um, and the flying is really cool in that game. How high you can go and how far you can kind of fly around. Yeah. Very freedom I feeling. Yeah, I didn't love, you know, some of the cameras felt a little awkward and not having a map felt awkward at times. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a solid game. So then I beat that and then I moved on to Hades. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of, like, crossing off my my indie list on my Switch. I'm yeah, trying to get through all these indie games. Crushing them. Yeah, the next one up is Transistor. But, um, yeah, so I'm playing Hades. And You're still playing, playing it. You're still playing it. Yeah, so after playing Dead Cells, like, Dead Cells is a great game, don't get me wrong. But when I started playing Hades, like, after my first or second run, I realized this game is so, like, it's so good. It's, yeah. I can't believe I didn't, you know, try this game I told last you, year. it's amazing. Like, the art style I, and everything, it's great. I know, like, if I was going to rate this last year for Game of the Year, it would definitely make my top five. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've, I've not only beaten the actual, like, run, I've, um... If you beat it, like, I think maybe eight or ten times, you get the actual credits. So I got the credits, and then I kept playing. So I'd maybe beaten the game, I don't know, 25 or 30 runs. Um, and still unlocking stuff, still figuring some stuff out, um, unlocking more and more weapons. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm now playing. Like, you kind of inspired me to jump back in. Because uh, I, I, I bought I, it back when it came out. But To uh, me, it's, it's worth playing. I, I would beat the game with every weapon. Like all I, six of I'm not going to lie, though. I turned on God mode. Because oh, yeah? Even as far as I am, I still found I, I did a run and I was dying. I died so prematurely, I felt, that I was like, okay, I've got to... I want to get see the ending. <laughs> and yet the cool thing is you can turn God mode on and turn it off any time. So I'm kind of I mean, that, turning that's cool. on I, I, speed I, through the game a bit. The real thing is you have to give it time because the upgrades are exponential. Like, eventually you'll get upgrades where like the game is like there's no way i'll ever lose um oh, i'll right. never lose to the first two bosses ever again and even the entire run uh, if i unless i like really screw something up with my um upgrades or let's say i pick a really hard because you can keep adding more difficulty like the real gameplay is after you beat the game they unlock something called heats and heats are like there's like 25 different difficulty scales and you can add more heat by, like, increases damage of enemies, more enemies. The bosses have new moves. You can keep adding all these different things, and it and you get more and more rewards. So I'm at, like, right now I'm at, like, heat six for some weapons, and then heat two for others. Um, it's so fun. Like, it's, I freaking love the game. But And then you can unlock different mods for the weapons, too, which you haven't unlocked. You have to beat the game. And then all six weapons unlock new mod- mods, which change their entire playstyle of the weapon. I've been so, using the uh, shield. I use the shield, but I have the mod and the shield where when instead of when you throw it, it throws six of them. So I have the build. I do a build where um, I get an upgrade. So when you throw them, if it hits someone, it casts like Zeus's chain lightning. So you throw six shields. Huh. They all hit an en- yeah. They all hit an enemy, and then they all chain lightning lightning to each other, and they're all just like exploding on the screen. So you can get really freaking broken in that game. Do you play? And, you, you play it on Switch, right? Yeah, on the Switch. Okay. Do you find the frame rate drops when you get crazy? The only time it gets it goes, uh, it drops is when it's like there's a room with lots of enemies, and I do something like that, and I'm like using my cast and my call, and like there's you know, I have the purple poison going on and the lightning, like yeah, and then it, it dips for like half a second, you know, so it's. And I, honestly, to me, it kind of feels, it feels okay. It's kind of, I like those kind of games for, or like those brief moments in games where the frame rate drops because of how crazy you're playing. Yeah. A and little then, bit and, like and, high, the Hyrule Warriors effect. Exactly. And it like, it doesn't really disrupt the game. It's like that moment of like, it's like almost like a slow mo of like, you're doing something awesome and that catches back up. Yeah. So yeah, I have no complaints about the frame rate, even though it's not perfect. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, 
just because I know this, this it's honestly a game I could sit down and play for six hours straight. So I'm trying to limit myself to like one run a day and just kind of, or a one run, you know, every once in a while and just kind of whittle myself through it um, because I'm, I'm not bored of the game at all. Um, you beat it so quickly. That's, I mean, like to me, I just, I feel like I'm not, still not even close. Uh, like, But I'm telling you, Peter, that there is like, I, I was probably struggling on the second boss and then I unlocked, like, you know, an upgrade or two. And then I was getting to the fourth boss immediately after. And then another upgrade or two. And, like, I just steamrolled every single time. The upgrades don't even seem that good, though. You mean the ones that you look in the mirror and spend the purple crystals? So, yeah, in the mirror, the one the upgrades to get are the one that um, it's Death Defiance. It gives you Where extra... You, re- after you die, you come back with... Yeah, you can, get three, you can get three of them. And that's really good. And the other thing is to think about which... Um, um, do you have keepsakes yet? What what is that? Like when you know when you give um the uh, pomegranate or whatever to the gods, they give you a, a gift. Yeah. So using those gifts, certain ones helps, and then you have to think about which depending on which weapon you use, you got to think about which upgrades you want to get because some some of the gods' upgrades are based on how fast you attack. So it'll be like, oh, it adds ten damage, and then that's really good for fast attacks, but not good for slow. Yeah, where okay. other where other gods give you ninety percent of your damage, which is really good for slow attacks, not really good for fast attacks. I so like there, there's all these different things, and then if you the more you focus on one god, I've learned at least this is maybe in my head, but the more I focus on one god in a run, the more likely he gives me like his his epic and his heroic and his legendary gift. And if you focus on two gods, they have duo duo gifts, like they they can combine two of their powers to give you like a superpower. So. I try to focus on like maybe one or two um, and yeah, keep upgrading the mirror. Like think about which ones are the most helpful for you. And then the last thing is like, um, you know, Hermes, the, like the wing God, yep. like the speed, always, always get him. Really? Okay. Cause his dashes are amazing. He increases your attack speed, movement speed, dashes. Like you, you need him. And I, Athena, I usually try to go for like improved attacks and improved special attacks and just beef those up as much as possible. Yeah, those are good. Go for try to go for Athena, who gives you defense, and use get her call because it makes her, you immortal for twelve seconds or something. You like can't take damage for twelve seconds, and then oh, wow. uh, yeah. So her her and Hermes are the best, I think, for staying alive and getting further. Okay, well you know it's not, the nice thing I gotta say about turning God mode on is it doesn't. It doesn't treat you like a total moron, uh, and it still makes it hard. Like, you still die. The real thing is that every time you die, like, while playing, like, if I start, if I think, I think if I turn that off and start playing again, it'll reset. But if I do a run and die, I come back, and the enemy's attack on me is 25%, uh, around 25%, it'll say less uh, effective. Like, it'll hurt you. Tw- oh, hurt. that's cool. So if I do three runs or four runs, like, the enemy's damage now is a lot less on me. And I can like get a little further, and a little, it guarantees I'll get further every time. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so I think that's the main buff. Like it's yeah. otherwise, it's the same game. It's not. It's not like other games where like you just can't die at all. The know? weapon I just you know the weapon I first beat the game with, and I beat it. I was way ahead of it compared to any other weapon. Was the bow? Interesting. I find the bow so slow. Is that just because you played defensively and stood back? Well, it's the thing is like really the place I was dying the most was bosses mm-hmm. and especially if you get extra dashes or whatever, like all you have to do is keep away from the bosses and shoot them down. Um, like you can kind of make the first two bosses like not take damage. And then the third boss, you can just run around and keep trying to shoot. The third boss is really hard. I don't know where you are in the game, but the third boss is the Minotaur. Yeah. The green area. And, and there's two of them, right? There's the Minotaur. Yeah, and the... I mean, I beat them. I just beat them. And then the yeah, next that, area that's... is really hard. 
The next area is the last area. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're pretty hard. I, I find the second guy, like the, the skeleton snake head, pretty hard, but I can yeah. beat him every time now. I just, you, got, I, you just whip around and... Yeah, the other tip I would... One more tip I would say is um, don't... Uh, or sorry, always get your the god upgrades. So even if there's a heart, the god upgrades are usually better. And and the best upgrade in the whole game is the hammer. You know how sometimes you get the, the hammer? Yep. That There's two every run. You'll always get one in Act 1 or 2 and act one in Act 3. Always get the hammer. It's the best upgrade in the game. And then, then go for gods after. Okay, okay. I will. Anyways, uh, we should move on because this will otherwise be a hate. I know, yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's a great game and... Yeah, I'm glad you're finally playing it. That would have been one I would buy for you if I lose the bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think really I can. Good. I think it's too cheap. It's under twenty dollars, isn't it? So, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been well. I mean, other than Kazoo and Smashers and Hades, I've been playing a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Um, okay, how how is it? So I got it. I had to. I really. I really want it for really want it for PS Five. So I contemplated for a long time because it came. It kind of came out quietly for. For a Switch came out the same day as Mario Golf, and I think that got a lot more of the Switch attention. But yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two—it's a remake of the first two, which I played back in the day. Uh, especially, I played the first one on N64 and the second one on Game Boy Advance and PlayStation, my friends. Uh, and it's kind of um, you know brings back a lot of memories to play like a new version of it. Ultimately, I I I really wish I could have bought it for both, but I got it for Switch. Mm-hmm. I wanted it for handheld because it's a great game to kind of play on the go and play one round here and yeah. there. Uh, and it's great. Like, I, I even playing it on docked, which I probably played a good half of it docked, it's fine. Like, it, it runs at a smooth 30 frames a second. Uh, it's It still feels like a real upgrade to these other games, uh, older games. I'm sure if I played the Xbox Series X version at 4K, 120 frames and all that, it'd be hard to play this now first, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, but I love it so much. I might actually eventually, if it, I mean, if it doesn't come to Game Pass, I might actually buy it for on sale one day for Xbox because I just just, mm-hmm. just just to see it in all of its glory. Because it's I really, just want to play a, a a game at 120 frames. Like I'm just waiting for that game because it's the probably the cheapest one to get. So aren't, aren't they releasing a 120 frames mode of um, Ratchet and Clank? Are they? I don't remember hearing that. Oh. Well, I I don't, I don't think so. That that game like to even get to 60 was like pretty insane oh i play i, I, I can the, play ori uh in 120 frames and i can play and i i did i did play it in 120 frames and i also played uh what's it called uh halo uh ultimate collect uh, halo master, master chief, chief collection. collection yeah it's 120 okay like i i want to get neo one and two because that's 120 and i want to get um this game for 120 yeah um I just want I, again. I've never seen my TV do 120 frames. I've never actually played a game at 120 frames, so I'm excited to like see what it feels like. Yeah, and you know the good thing is Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like the uh, one and two remake. It's it's kind of like two games in one, and mm-hmm. they added a lot of stuff to it. Like they added new missions that make sense in this game. Like it doesn't feel tacked on. The controls feel true to the original, uh, and they've like added uh, a lot of stuff. And like you, you have cool. a lot of new skaters, and the online mode's pretty smooth. Uh, like I, I, yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for the first one. So I, I, I remember playing Warehouse and the school and getting the videotapes and all that. Yep. But I, I never played the second one. So for me to be nice, I'll have like the nostalgia, but also a brand new game kind of to play through. Yeah, and it's one of those games where when I first got it, I, I kind of sucked at it. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then after a while, like you're just you're you're, you're killing it. Like you're doing combos that get over a hundred thousand in one move. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just get that you're kind of like it clicks in a very satisfying way and like yeah I, I i heard the two-player mode on switch is pretty rough like the graphics <laughs> and even the online gets pretty choppity um but yeah the single player is great and i don't know i'm that's it's a fun one other than that i think i told you i was playing subnautica um i played a little bit of it and then i kind of you know i played a few hours of it i really enjoy that game but i i found that i kind of got into the rhythm of just it was just a resource management game. You you know you and can change the the game mode so you don't have to worry about those resources. Just, yeah, I really should. Like, uh, like you can just turn you can turn off. I think even oxygen, but you can turn off food and and thirst. So you don't have to I, worry about that. Them. I want to turn off oxygen. That was the big one. Like, but anyways, well, I, mean, I mean the whole game is built built around the oxygen. That's what I mean. That's like, it's like the point of the game you know, the like oxygen, it's like you don't like it's like the game's gone yeah it's yeah like, you just de- you just swim deeper and deeper like that's the point of the game i'm, I'm surprised you didn't like that it's like not that no, hard Nicole, to here's the thing. i liked it but it just got to a point where i'm like okay well i'm just collecting and resource managing and buying these new tanks to hold things and it, it got to the point where i was just kind of like okay I, i'm more just i it's too slow Dude, this gameplay isn't satisfying to me like i want to go a little faster i want to get these items quicker and then it wasn't happening, so I went online and looked for some tips and looked for some tricks, and I started getting really impressed by like what the game actually had. It was a lot bigger than I thought. Like I got, you know, you can go inside the ship. There's an island. It's like a huge amount underwater. <laughs> you, you did not even see those. How long did you? Like that was like the beginning of. The I played game. for like three or four hours. Okay, so nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I'm not. In, I, I didn't feel like I'd made enough progress, and I know I could have kept going, but I'm like, I don't want. I don't want to go down this path. So I watched this uh, let's play, like a speed run. Mm-hmm. And saw someone like beat the entire game, and like it gets insane, like what happens. And I, I just actually watched like a significant, I watched like a good thirty minutes, like the second half, like real time, because I was so into it. And was like all the things you need to have and know, and he like built, you know, he's building a new base underwater, and then he's like crafting down there, and it just it got to. The, I was like, whoa! And then like, I my curiosity got the best of me, and I watched a let's play speed run of the second one. So I've seen both games <laughs> <laughs> in their entirety. I've seen all both games have secrets to offer, and I gotta say it's very satisfying reward. I feel like the endings are very 2001: A Space Odyssey satisfying. Okay. Uh, so if you're playing it, like keep going. I won't spoil it. Like it's really cool what you see and what happens. Okay. Um, I'm like I'm probably like 30 percent into the first one, maybe 40. Yeah. I just I just don't. I, to be honest, I don't have the time. I, I honestly like I really try to time manage, and honestly, if I get a game and I get the littlest hinkling that. I'm wasting my time playing it. I, I can't. I can't keep playing it. And I just feel like games like that that are about resource management, like that, like other games, kind of like um, No Man's Sky and Animal Crossing. Like they, just, I know. I, just, I know what you mean. I just this can't game for get me though. For this game, I, I just love the exploration. It's like I think it's just so freaking cool to like be underwater and all of a sudden you see a cave and you're like, oh, what's in here? And like it opens up to this like huge like neon world of jellyfish i'm like damn yeah. this is wicked i mean it was really so i mean but i feel like i got that full experience off of four hours of playing and from watching the video like i feel like i don't i didn't need to put 30 hours into grinding out and learning the game systems and where things are hidden to see that you know mm-hmm. what i mean um i don't know and i guess kind of for indie games i, I kind of looked at it as like an indie game i thought it was gonna be like a five five hour game like you quickly crafted some stuff got back to your ship, killed some aliens, and flew away, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, it's. I knew there was a lot to it. But I understand why there's a massive fan base for this. It's just, it's weird. Like, games to me are weird now. It's like, I feel like I want to squeeze as many games in 
I don't feel like game length. We've talked about this game length matters as much, and I don't feel like games are trying to waste my time anymore. Like I really want to value my time playing a game. Yeah, for me, it's like I. The one thing I realize is like I don't stress about having to play this game anytime soon. You know, like I, I want to play this game and I want to beat it, but if I don't get to it this summer, then that's fine. If I don't get it to it next summer, that's fine. Like eventually, I'll get to this game, and you know. I want to play it. Um, and if I never do, that's fine. But I, I won't ever be like, I'm dropping that game. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Like yeah. I, I, I usually, especially, yeah. And especially for me, like, you know, as a teacher, I get the summers off. So I, I usually make a list of like, you know, five or six games that I say like, this is my summer, like kind of backlog. Um, so I try to get through, you know, just to keep beating games. Um, so yeah, it's kind of nice that I have free time to kind of maneuver my time around. What is your backlog this summer? I was, that's the next question I was going to ask you. Like, are you planning to buy any games in the next couple months? Or uh... yeah, so my my backlog, I, I've actually beaten most of them. Um, I still have a few left. So on the PlayStation, I have uh, to finish the Hitman trilogy. Mm-hmm. I'm finishing up the second one, um, and then it takes two. Mm-hmm. So that's my PlayStation, and then for the Switch, um, I want to finish Golf Story and Transistor. And maybe do a bit more Pokemon Snap and Dead Cells. And then I have my, like, kind of list for 2021 or ever. So, like, there's still, like, some Switch games and some PlayStation games that um, are on my list to beat. Um, but those are the ones that are, are my summer games. So do you have plan to buy any new games in July and August? Yeah, so I think my... my I was looking at it, like, the next game I really... I've already bought it, but is is Diablo 2 in, you know, late that's a, September. That, but that's September, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say... Um, so if I get through my backlog, I think, you know, as a reward to myself, I'll probably get something from my uh, my Amazon wish list. We talked about uh, Resident Evil 8. Yeah, so I think Resident Evil 8, I think it's going to be more so which game is cheapest at the time. I have about, I'm looking, there's about eight or nine games that are already out that I could buy that I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be kind of which one I'm in the mood for and which one is the best price. Because, like, they're very, very different genres, so... You know, I might really want to play Returnal at that time, and I'll grab that. Or I really want to play Neo eventually, or a Tony Hawk. So it's like, oh, depending on what I feel like when I've gotten through my summer backlog, I'll say, well, you know, I, I have no game to play right now. I might as well spend the, the $60 or whatever and play what I want. Tony Hawk is worth it. I know, but so are a lot of these games, you know? Yeah. It's like, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I only have the best games on my uh, Amazon wish list. Yeah, I mean, the. For me, I'm probably not going to buy anything for a while and just keep clearing off my backlog and clearing off some of these GameCube games I bought and playing those. And mm-hmm. I, I just kind of sad. I don't really have. I'm not really interested in the, like the slate of Nintendo games this year, really, outside of the Mario. Yeah, my uh, release, my Switch games for this like you know six months is Metroid Dread and then Pokemon Arceus maybe. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get probably Super Monkey Ball in October as well with uh, Metroid. Just because that's kind of the party game and or single player game I'm, I looks great I'm going to buy. Yeah, I want Super Monkey Ball too. I might I might get that too. But again, I know it's it might go cheaper later. And I have so many other games in September and October that I want to play. So it's yeah. kind of like, uh, like, you know, like do I want to get Super Monkey Ball or would I rather spend that $80 on Deathloop or Back for Blood or Battlefield or, yeah. you know, like... Or any of the older games I want to play, like I just mentioned, Returnal or Resident Evil Eight. Like, yeah, I, I really want to play Resident Evil Eight, and also No More Heroes Three comes out in August, and every time they show that game, it looks better and better. And I, I I'm almost at the point where I think it might get pretty surprising reviews and surprise people. 
Yeah, I might get Kina actually in August. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, and it, it would you you're not you're not interested in um, No More Heroes three at all, eh? even if they kind of no. I I, pl- I played the first one probably like fifty or sixty percent of it, and it's a good game. It just didn't click with me. I I don't quite like the game the way the gameplay is. Like I I understand why people like it, but it's it's a little bit like it doesn't have its own genre. And I think that's why people like it. It's not really like a, a devil may cry style game. It's like this weird, it's almost like mini games. Like even every boss fight is like so completely different. It's, it's almost like, I think it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim versus the, whatever it is. Yeah. Almost in a way. Right. It's like, it just like every boss fight is like, it's like, you know, one was like, you're playing baseball and like all of this like baseball stuff's happening. This other ones like you know you're in an arcade and doing like these mini games and then I like, played a, I played a few of the bo- the first one like the first three bosses or whatever. Uh, and, yeah, and so it's like it's not a bad game by any means. I just don't think it's my kind of game that I, it's not this a series that I am jumping over. You know, I just know the new one like some of the combat looks really a lot more fleshed out than it did in the first two. Uh, yeah, like I, just, I, I believe that, and it looks beautiful. Like just. I know it's probably low resolution, but I think it's higher frame rate. And there's just so many particles flying around. It has like a very like lo-fi video feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just looks cool. The art looks really cool. I know they've been working on it for a while. It's got it's they've they've got the open world, which will probably not look amazing. Um, but it's broken into like kind of six different smaller maps. So it's just I just kind of like the way the game seems to be coming together and compartmentalizing the the map and and like no for sure uh, it looks like the mini games people like are back but it's also like a good I, I don't know like in my, I think it's gonna surprise people and I, I think, think it'll do I think it, people will like it and it will do well and, and probably review quite well as well we both guessed it would what, get an eighty three yeah something like that and I think it might end up even higher than that I again but just for me it's like you know I forget how it reviews. If I think about the list of games I want to buy that I don't have yet, that game's not in the top fifteen. Like it's just not there. So yeah, I, I don't. I'm not the same. Like I don't have a lot of games I'm really eager about buying this year. Like if I really look at my list, like it's pretty small. And I'm yeah, I mean, but that's because you have an, you have an Xbox Series X, so you don't really you know. There's no exclusives. Oh, there, that's so. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, <laughs> uh, even for Switch, like I you know I'm probably buying two or three more games this year. Like it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel like a really packed game year. Yeah, Switch is pretty sparse. I mean, like if I think about third party and, um, I mean again, a lot of your third party are coming to Game Pass. But if I think about third party for the PS5 or just PS5 exclusives, like there are so many games. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, on Switch, if you're a big like a JRPG fan, or like let's say you're just like a Monster Hunter fan and a Pokemon fan, and uh, uh, like a Shin Megami Tensei fan, which I'm sure there's a lot of people are like kind of JRPG leaning gamers, this year was probably amazing for them on Switch. You know, mm-hmm. with Bravely Default and uh, like the, Switch is really being good to JRPG gamers, and like you know with Project Triangle Strategy being announced. Um, even even Advance Wars, like I'd say, it's a good year for RPGs. I mean, Switch has been yeah. a good RPG system. It's funny. It's like it's like Nintendo got criticism over N sixty four having no RPGs, and they really really took it to heart. And that's why you know we saw even Game Boy Advance have a lot of great RPGs, and then even moving on after that, GameCube they did okay, and then like really it feels like JRPGs has been a main focus of Nintendo for a long time. Yeah, and I, I love it. You know. We, we we talked about this before but i'm not someone that plays a lot of jrpgs but i do i truly get an itch to play 
one or two or maybe even three every generation and you know grind in those 80 hours and have fun but i'm not someone that can pick up and have four on the go and all that kind of stuff um or do multiple playthroughs i'm not that kind of person but i really do get that jrpg itch once in a while you know what's a good one for that uh is there's a dragon quest 11 s demo on switch oh yeah and just play the demo uh because it's like honestly the first 10 hours of gameplay if you know what you're doing 10 hours but like if you want to like not know what you're doing and explore a little bit it's even longer like it's huge like Mm -hmm. it'll shock you how big the demo is i haven't even beaten the demo so like i I wanted the game i would have bought the game it would have been one of my vouchers for sure Uh, i wish it was over paper mario i'm gonna go there but um (laughs) (laughs) uh it like I, I, the thing is, I downloaded the demo, which came out before the release, and I I loved it, and I really found it fun. But I ended up never even beating the demo. So, but I did, it did give me a lot of like my ten hour plus of uh, RPG of JRPG yeah. like, goodness, and it, it's a really good game, really good music, and I really like the graphical style. People hate the music, by the way, but like I don't, I didn't, I guess I didn't play the full hundred hours to hate it. You're not a. I don't think JRPGs are for you. Like you're just you are notorious in my mind as never beating a game. So I just any any game that's more than 15 hours or a non-nintendo exclusive is just you're you'll never be well do you you feel like not being a game doesn't validate me from having said i played the game (laughs) like it's like you you know but i'm just saying it's uh, like pretentious no i no i'm not i'm just saying you know it's just like why you will never be someone that should buy a jrpg because why would you play 10 hours of a game and not experience like why would i Especially why, because like buying Baton Katos, buying Baton Katos in a uh, blockbuster bargain bin is going to make me a good hundred plus dollars one day. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I'm just saying. I, I mean, I think Game Pass is so good for you because you you can pick up and play a game for an hour and say I never want to play this again. Yeah, again. Like I, I like I don't know how you can do that. Like it's and again, I'm not saying it invalidates your opinion of those games. It's just you are someone that, like, you don't really ever get to comment on, like, the arc of the game or the story completion of the game or, like, late game things that, like, kind meta, of happen that are... The meta of the game, yeah, that's never... Like, like you, you get it, like, you're someone that, like, I enjoy the gameplay and I've had enough of it or I enjoy the gameplay and I want to keep doing it. But it's, like, for me, like, I, I don't know how you didn't beat, like, Dead Cells or Hades once. Like, the game is not that long, and it's like I it's find them hard. I, I find them. I mean, I put over twenty five hours in Dead Cells. Yeah, and I didn't beat it. Wow, I, I got to the that's last in, boss. That's insane to me. I got to the last boss, and I, I think I died. And I'm like, oh my god! And I, I was like, I've seen it. I'm, I'm not gonna stress cells, myself out about doing that yeah. again. In all fairness, Dead Cells is like twenty times harder than Hades, and it's also it's so based on luck. So you do another run, and you have shitty items. And you're like okay, at the yeah. beginning. You're H- like, Hades is not like that. Hades is like you will give it like a few playthroughs and upgrade and you will oh, feel like I'm already you'll, seeing you'll, it yeah yeah you'll feel like you'll never die like you'll just steamroll every run on every weapon yeah i'm getting like really powerful upgrades now as i go i'm like i've I've sort of learning the upgrade system like honed in on it and like what mm-hmm. what door to choose at the end and what makes sense and like really powering up and um, yeah i'm getting the hang of it so i'm yeah i'm loving it i'm, I'm nice. definitely gonna beat it yeah god mode helped a lot yeah, it's a cool. That's a cool feature. That's why I think even Celeste has that mode too, and I, I think that gives a lot of people a chance to enjoy I, I, Celeste. I beat Celeste without doing that. 
Yeah, you're, you're, you did beat Celeste, and you didn't... I, I mean, beat again, a lot, you, I beat you, a lot you of missed, games. You missed some of the best parts of Celeste, but that's for people that are, like, hardcore Celeste fans like me. You know, like, very, very often, like, very rarely will I beat a game. Like, I'll only beat maybe a couple games a year. Like, I've only... This year, I've only beaten, uh, you know, Mario, the 3D Land, and the, uh, Bowser's Fury, and I beat um, uh, Shadow, Cyber Ninja. And I think that's it. Didn't even beat Pokemon Snap. Maybe I will. I doubt it. Uh, but again, like so it's like uh, uh, yeah. you missed like some of the coolest levels yeah I, i'll get there I, i'm sure i will I'll get back into pokemon snap and beat it actually because i got about no. halfway no you won't um but it takes a very like it very rarely will i actually complete fully beat a game and then like maybe five games a year total maybe a little See, more I, but it takes me, even like, longer for me to actually like 100 percent and really really beat a game is extremely extremely rare like if only a yeah, few games i've done that to I don't know 100% every game. It has to be, like, one of those games that's, you know, in my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, I don't know if I... I would... Unless I dislike the game, I feel like I want to beat those games. You know, like, there's very few games where I sit down and say, like, I'm going to stop playing this. And that's because it's bad. For me, it's like, I'm. this is the game I've now committed to beating. I'm going to beat this game before moving on to an, another game. I don't. I'm not someone that dabbles in six or seven games. I have a game on the Switch going, and a game on the PlayStation going. I always switch it up. I know. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Um, I mean, now I I just can't wait to play GameCube. Still, like I, I don't. I think I'm gonna end up playing a lot of GameCube this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be cool. Because the next game I buy might be Metroid. Dread. Dread. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about GameCube, and then. Okay. Well, I've got yeah. Metroid Prime one and two. And no, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah, I mean, honestly, probably me too. After, well, I mean, I might get one of those games in the summer or whatever, and yeah. I already got Diablo two. But yeah, I think Metroid Dread is probably my next real for sure game. And I think I'm in on Resident Evil eight the moment there's a sale. If that means I wait till Halloween, I don't know, or some sort of Capcom. Me too. I'll, I'll sale, let, but I'll I'd let be... you know when it goes on sale because I'm sure if it goes on sale for PS five, it'll be the same for Series X. Yeah, like let me know. I'll probably buy it that that moment because I I'm really into playing that. I, it's gonna look beautiful on on the next gen kit systems and everything. Yeah, and then get Diablo too. I might have to. That's gonna be another one that makes a really hard decision between Xbox Series X and Switch because just mm-hmm. the hand, that, being able to play handheld versus having like much better graphics. I might have to go I, Xbox on that one. I would go Xbox, yeah. The only thing is there's no cross... We, we can't play together unless in the same... Actually, really? In play. a Blizzard game? There's no cross-system play. That's Sony's fault. I don't know why that is. Actually, I think it has something to do with PC. Like, it was Blizzard's choice. They said there's... You know, with PC and having a different control scheme, it doesn't make sense for them to... It was hard for them to do. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, it seems like the summer is kind of, a, it's always, as it always is, it's a rather dry period for games. Yeah, it's uh, very slow until, you know, late September or even early September, but then October really is when the ball gets rolling. Yeah, I'm excited for the October and November are be a lot of fun for a lot of good game releases. Even, even December and January are going to be awesome. You're right, yeah. You got Dying Light, Dying Light 2, you got Elden Ring, Pokemon Arceus. You know, yeah, and then December, whenever, November, you have Halo and... Uh, Battlefield, Forza. Yeah, Battlefield, uh, Age of Empires 4 for those that want it, um, Advance yeah. Wars. Lots of yeah, great smaller tons. releases for Switch. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's hard. Like, we talk again in two weeks. You know, obviously, I'm going to see you next week. 
mm-hmm. but um, I don't even know what we'll talk about. Like, it's like, will there be any announcements? Like, are we just going to look at like Nintendo's Twitter, or should we get into other topics about? I guess we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe if anyone's listening, any of our readers or listeners want to send us a message or a YouTube comment about anything they want us to discuss, that would be awesome. It would also be our first comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not us listening porn. Um, <laughs> well, Derek, I don't. I think that's about time for this week. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about gaming-wise? Uh, that's it. Uh, well, I'm hoping, you know, there's a state of play for the PS PlayStation tomorrow, so uh, I'm excited to see that. Oh, yeah, they're going to show Deathloop. And some indies. Yeah, I mean, even though that's probably some out of backlash for all the hate they've been getting over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, maybe maybe there'll be some announcements and exciting things happening in the next two weeks that we can talk about. We'll figure it out. But if you're listening, thanks for joining us on Nintendo Rose Podcast. Please share and leave a comment and all that stuff. Uh, Derek, thanks for chatting. Yeah, thanks for chatting. This was fun. Yeah, okay. This is Peter signing out. Derek, see you later.